Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition, where we keep you up to date with everything going on in the Cold Fusion community. We'll share the latest news on events, releases to engines, frameworks, libraries, and tools, as well as spotlighting quality content from the community. Good morning. Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition. It's March 10th, 2020, and I have a very special guest today. Hey, how's it going? I'm Eric Peterson, Senior Developer for Order Solutions. Yep, and I'm Gavin Pickens, Software Consultant for Order Solutions. So uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us, and thanks to our sponsor, Order Solutions, for making this happen. So um, one of the big things Order Solutions does is training, if you didn't know. Uh, we obviously do trainings before most conferences, but we also do them online as well. So you can get trained by the actual makers of Coldbox, Commandbox, Testbox, Contentbox, we offer on-site training, regional training seminars, virtual trainings as well. So we have trainings for everything available any way you want them. So uh, if you guys have a special need or whatnot as well, we can also do a la carte training. So if you guys are interested in trainings, let us know and we can uh, get something set up for you. And also our Patreon supporters help make this podcast possible as well. So we're about 39% of the way uh, to our goal for getting our podcast fully funded. So thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. We'll mention who you are later. But uh, if you guys love our podcast and all we do with ColdFusion, um, maybe consider going to autosolutions.com and uh, going to About Us Sponsors and looking at our Patreon pages and seeing how you can help there. So lots of plans, lots of options. We appreciate all the, the support you guys give us. So thank you, everybody. Okay. So, some big news this week. Yep. It seems that uh, nothing can escape the current uh, coronavirus situation. Yep. And that includes CF Summit East. Adobe announced earlier this week that CF Summit East has been canceled. And a couple days ago, Ordis announced as well that the pre-conference workshop that was planned has also been canceled. So, yep. So sad news, but very... but understandable. Yep. So uh, if you go to the Ordis, uh, sorry, the Cold Fusion portal, you may see a couple of links <clears throat> up there to the uh, the conference as well. When you get there, there's a FAQ with all the information. So they're providing refunds and everything, obviously, and they have no dates made up yet for uh, postponement or redoing the conference or anything. So uh, if you want, if you have any more questions, go look at the site uh, and you can get to it basically from there. And in the conference section later, we'll give you the link to the, the that area so you can find out more about it. Um, into the box is still going ahead at this time. Uh, Auto Solutions is thinking about the best interest of everybody involved, though, so we're monitoring the situation, and we'll make an announcement as soon as decisions are made, hoping the situation improves for everybody's sake all around the world. Um, so, sad news, obviously. Uh, a lot of a lot of things going on there, but hopefully, hopefully, we get more information, and we'll let you know as yeah. things go forward. So, um, well, one thing for those that. Um, I don't think many for CF some of these, but if you did buy like a plane ticket or for some of these other conferences, um, a lot of airlines have been announcing their extended like exchange programs, refund programs because of the current health situation. So definitely check into your ticket, um, see what you can do if you're in that situation where your travel is now canceled. 
Yeah. So I, I know a lot of the cruise ships and everything are giving, um, you know, some cash back and some credit for future trips and everything. So yeah, definitely a good point. Check in soon. And obviously with our into the box conference, we know that that's an issue for those of you already booked. So we're looking at, like I said, all the options and we'll give you guys an update as soon as possible. And for those of you that are interested in the content, uh, you know, Audis is very, very strongly believing in getting content out to people. So, um, you know, if the conference does not go ahead, I'm sure we'll make any allowances to, to try and get that out to you, whether it's increased webinars or online trainings, online workshops, uh, whatever we can do, you know, we got to work with the situation we have, but, uh, we got a lot of great content we want to share. And so we'll get that to you guys one way or the other. So, okay. So enough with the sad stuff. Let's talk about some good stuff. Yes. Including so, the big five zero for Command Box. Yep, seventy-seven tickets were closed for this release. It's a big one. Yeah, uh, so, even bigger, I think, is the update to be able to use. Um, you know, I think through Java thirteen right now. Um, previously, Command Box four point eight and the four series could only run on java 8 so now you can run it on 11 13 any of those yeah uh, a big change there um we are sticking to the stable uh, 11 so the the long-term support is for java 11 so we're stuck with that if you guys look uh 13 do work pretty good but according to the end of life 13 end of life's in about a week and a half and then uh, 14 comes out which only lasts till uh, september so basically there's one long-term support and then several smaller six-month support windows so we're we're sticking with the the lts uh, 11 but um, those other ones do work and Brad's tested them and he's chatting up here that he's been working on uh, 13 and it works pretty good. Um, so, so yeah, so it's very, very cool. Uh, a lot of great stuff gone in there, but the, the main weight was just to get the, the Lucy five, three, four version, which has the support for Java 11. So thanks to team Lucy for getting that finished. So we could get that out. I know Brad's been waiting anxiously <laughs> to get that out. So, <laughs> Speaking of Lucy, uh, Forgebox is now getting every version of Lucy available the same day it's published. So in the past, it was a little bit of a, a manual job to move over those Lucy engines, um, but now it's fully automated and you can even check it out on Ortis's GitHub. There's a Forgebox CF engine publisher. And so you have every version of Lucy, Lucy Lite, the new snapshots that come out, you can, uh, also stick your server on the bleeding edge by doing Lucy at BE. So, yeah, that's the things before we did uh, every once in a while, we would do a, a bleeding edge release, a snapshot, but they happen so often because, you know, uh, Misha bumps the, the version every time he releases a, a, you know, a commit basically. And so it was bumping all the time. So Brad would manually do the, the you know, stable releases, but not all those snapshots, but he, he finally got around to getting this, a task runner set up and so that, that code you mentioned on that auto solutions uh repo um if you guys are looking at task runners this is how brad writes one so uh, it might be interesting for you guys to check that out too so um some <clears throat> good code shit out there but if you go to forgebox.io and go to the lucy 
um, in there. When you click on the versions tab, you should be able to see all the versions, and there is a lot now. So because <laughs> of this, we are going to be reworking our versions tab to make it easy to turn on stable or all or, or releases and maybe a way to filter it a little better. But uh, same thing happens from the command line. You get all the versions pop up, so you get a lot of options. So you can't complain. You can't find the bleeding edge now because it's there. <laughs> so... Yeah, this is kind of exciting, um, having that bleeding edge tag, especially because we'll be able to, in our libraries like Coldbox and the other modules that we have, add a Travis job or whatever your CI uh, solution is to test against Lucy's bleeding edge and even have it test weekly or you know monthly to make sure it's always up to date and catch those uh, any potential bugs sooner on your CI server rather than having to manually test it. So I'm excited to add that to a bunch of modules. Yeah, and that's, that's one of the things is a lot of these snapshots don't get a lot of testing. And so they make it out to a stable version and everybody complains and it's already sort of too late. So yeah, it's definitely a, a big improvement. And I know that they're, you know, every time that something comes in now, we're, we're running out tests on everything. And yeah, Brad's got that script running pretty nice. And if you guys want, you can go look at the Travis CI job as well and see the, you know, sort of the build history for the repo to see when it runs and the output it, it generates and everything. So it's pretty cool. So I know Brad was pretty excited. We even have this pumping into our Slack now. So every time it runs, you see like 15 or 20 lines of all the different builds that get bought in. So it's pretty cool. We get, we're watching you meet you. <laughs> We see every build now. Okay. For those of you who don't want to travel, there's a few webinars coming up for you too. <laughs> so um, actually we have a couple coming up pretty quick here. We've got the first one is an Adobe webinar. So Adobe Cold Fusion for the next decade, all about buzzworthy Cold Fusion 2020. And that's going to be March 19th at 11 a.m. Eastern, uh, 8 a.m. Pacific. And it's just a 60 minute online webinar, but, um, Basically, it's going to go through and sort of give you a sneak peek of some of those, some of those pretty cool things coming up um, in 2020. So uh, I know that they did one a couple of months ago, so I'm sure that they'll go over some of those features and then some of the new ones that are coming out. So uh, it was a pretty cool little uh, webinar last time. So if you guys missed it, definitely check out the new one. So. Yeah, and you can find that either on the Adobe portal or on the Kerasoft website. Yep, and so we'll have the, the link in the show notes for you there. The next webinar we have is by Fusion Reactor, and it is installing Fusion Reactor in dynamic environments. So this includes Command Box, Docker. If you've ever wondered how to get Fusion Reactor running in those environments, this is the webinar for you. It is on March 25th. It will be at 3 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. UTC and whatever time zone that translates for you, <laughs> you can go sign up on for this stream on the FusionReactor.com website. Yep, and then Autos also has another webinar coming up March 27th. So we're going to be having a CB Elasticsearch uh, webinar with Michael Bourne. So that'll be March 27th, 11 a.m. Eastern. Um, and he's going to be talking about that. So um, the registration links will be available on the autosolutions.com slash event slash webinar. And we'll give you more info as we, we get it there too. So Now, if I can plug this for a minute, because I, I've been using Elasticsearch a lot. Um, if you ever do a SQL search with, you know, like, and you put wild cards around it, and you're trying to do that on like five fields to get back results, 
it you would very much do yourself a favor to look into Elasticsearch and CB Elasticsearch makes it super quick. So, yeah, we're doing some pretty cool stuff with that. I know for quite, quite a few big projects with Audis, I know that you're doing a lot of work with one customer and Michael's doing a lot of work with another customer. So that's why uh, you guys are going to be doing the Elasticsearch workshop into the box all going well. Yes. Uh, so you guys will find out everything about that. But this will be sort of a, a you know sneak preview, uh, a good overview, and hopefully give you a, a good reason to jump into it. But yeah, Elasticsearch looks super good. And it's it's crazy fast. I mean, the stuff we did with this one client, it's ridiculous how fast it is. So, you know, they're complaining about a couple hundred milliseconds sometimes. <laughs> like, uh, that's faster than anything else you run anywhere. <laughs> so. Can never yeah. be fast enough. Exactly. But, yeah, it's it's crazy fast. Okay. So we want to just give you a reminder about the State of the CF Union 2020 survey. The main reason we want to remind you today is that our podcast is listed there. So you want to make sure Ooh. that you say, hey, w- yeah, we listen to them. So. I don't care what you say about everything else, but at least uh, <laughs> give us some love. Uh, hopefully, yeah. a few people might even find out about us from the uh, from the survey, and then they might come find yeah. us. So yeah, I know Brad has pointed out in the past, but this survey really helps us determine um, what support we need for our pro- products and um, how we can, what tools we can put out there that will help fill gaps. So it's very useful to us in at Ordis. So please take the time to fill it out. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's really interesting too. Like I said, I told Brad I want to have some like ten year graphs and five year graphs, and uh, you know, find out how things are evolving over time. Like, I'd like to see the Docker graph and maybe Command Box and see how that's growing, and you know, some of the other tools like the blogs, yeah. see which platforms are getting less used over time. I think that'd be pretty cool. So, yeah, um, I'm curious how that works out, but yeah, it's. It's on teartech.com and Brad just shared the link in the chat and we'll have the link in the show notes too. Speaking of podcasts, uh, we do have another version of this podcast, which is the conference edition. And uh, last week we announced we're on iTunes. So hopefully you guys can find us there and start listening. Uh, we're also on YouTube, just like uh, this one is as well. And we've got a few more um, episodes released. So we have Luis Mahano's Cold Box Hero to Superhero Workshop interview. So you tell you all about that and what you'll learn and what you need to, to know before you go. And then John Clawson, we stole him for a few minutes, busy man, but we got him to talk about his containerizing CFML applications workshop that he'll be doing at the, at the Into the Box conference as well. So those two episodes were released and we've got more coming. So Michael Bourne will be telling us a little more about his CB Elasticsearch workshop. And then we'll be talking to speakers and some sponsors as well to find out more about what they'll be bringing to us at the conference. So go check that out. We have the website, which is conference.modernizeordie.io, where you can subscribe to any of the many different podcast providers. Uh, and you can also see the YouTube playlist as well. So I'll share those links in the chat. We'll move on to the next thing. Okay, so <clears throat> let's do a quick recap about conferences. We talked about this a little bit already, but that the CF Summit East uh, has been canceled. That includes the post-conference uh, certification and Ordis's pre-conference workshop. So um, if you uh, had uh, paid for any of those, you should be getting a refund. And uh, yeah, sad news, but 
um, understandable. Yep. And as we mentioned, Into the Box at this point is still on. Uh, we're evaluating the situation and we'll be making decisions soon. So we'll let you know as soon as we can. Um, we'll leave all the information in the show notes for you, but we're going to skip over that uh, for today. Um, obviously, if you want to find out more about the workshops and everything, um, you can do that through the, pon- the conference podcast. Intothebox.org has all the information, has all the workshops, all the uh, sessions and speakers up there, so you can go look at that information there. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, we're still evaluating the situation. Hopefully, there's news breaking soon that will make it clear one way or the other which way to go there. So... Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Okay. So hopefully, uh, into the box can get in through the coronavirus stuff, but, uh, very hopefully CF summit West in October, we won't be still talking about this. Um, or rather it won't be an issue still. <laughs> yeah. Um, CF summit West is going to be, uh, October looks like the 28th and 29th with a, pre-conference certification on the 27th yep and then obviously as things progress Audis will have a workshop um or two scheduled before as well uh, we'll just again depends on the the climate and the situation so we're going to watch that uh cf camp is still deciding and again uh i think most things are in a, a holding pattern right now with everything around it so as soon as they have information we'll get that out to you okay, okay. So let's jump to the blogs, tweets, and videos of the week. There's actually quite a lot of this uh, this week. So um, first thing, just a, a recap on the orders canceling the corona, uh, the the workshop due to the virus. So we'll jump past that and jump into Ben Nadell's transparent so, image backgrounds. Yeah, I think all of Ben's this week on our news podcast had to do with graphics magic, which was one of those things that I had never looked at and or used. Um, I, I don't know if you have, Gavin. I used Image Magic, and so this is Graphics Magic, sort of a, a variant. Um, but yeah, so he's he's got several several of these, and so we'll jump through them. And I'll for those watching the video, I'm going to share my screen here as well. So, I mean, basically, you talked about in this one talking about transparent images. So when people upload them, a lot of times you have a transparent image, and it doesn't look very good when you're doing thumbnails. So they wanted to get like a solid border behind it. But with uh, you know anti-aliasing everything, it would look really blocky and choppy because of the way that uh, he, his first attempt worked. So he talked about some ways to get around that with some settings. So uh, pretty neat. So if you guys are working with um, you know some of the image magic or using Cold Fusion currently, uh, he's got a few tricks in some of these. So we'll let you dive into more. But that one there is basically uh, you know replacing transparent image backgrounds with uh, with a solid color. So yeah. Uh, well, as we go down the list, you'll you'll see a few more from him there. But we also got a tweet from the Seattle uh, Cold Fusion user group. Um, this is actually a pretty cool one. I'm going to share my screen for this too because I like the image. <laughs> so, <laughs> smashing on the keyboard. But they're looking for um, their next topics and presenters. They want to share, uh, you know, if, looking for people who want to share about the last Cold Fusion project or whatnot. So if you're interested, reach out to them. Um, I'm sure that they're probably looking for people in person, but they might be, you know, willing to do some online ones as well. So definitely, yeah. definitely something to keep in mind if you guys are wanting to do a conference talk when the conferences are up and running again. Uh, speaking at a user group is a great practice. Okay, so we had Ben Adele talking about centering an image uh, and, and annotating them using graphics magic. 
So again, uh, more good stuff there. Um, Command Box 5 was also released. So we, we mentioned that earlier. So if you want more information on all of those 77 tickets that were <laughs> that were basically fixed in that, you can check right. that out here. Yeah, so. and as far as I know, it, this is a breaking version change because a lot of the underlying libraries uh, got updated, you know, that power command box, but I was able to update it with nothing needing to be changed. So don't let the version 5 scare you off. Yeah, um, we got a lot of different support here. Like I said, a lot of the undertow stuff changed, and there's more options, new server tray options as well, fog lobbing improvements, loose extension management support you know, better get access token support. So a lot of great things went into this. Um, and so, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely worth looking at, get your system upgraded locally. And that way you can double check before, hopefully you're pushing them to production. So, so yep. And then Charlie Earhart posted something on the auto solution. Oh, uh, sorry. The cold fusion portal yeah, having a tongue tied day today already, <laughs> but, um, I guess he found a, a weird issue that was reported um, on the Adobe site. And so if you oh, see, there's a registration that popped up. So if you click on it, it'll take you to a page that tells you that why it's being canceled. Um, but right here we have the CF related downloads. It's a problem. So when you actually look at it, it has all the side menus first and then the contents down below the below it. So if you do need to get to it, the content is all there. Um, but this is some style sheet problems by the look of it and the, it got it all messed up. So uh, if you're anyone that can actually help get that fixed, <laughs> let us know or, or go have a look at this blog post to take care of that too. So it's confused a lot of people. <clears throat> uh, the next blog post we have is by Gray Desmond, also on the Cold Fusion portal, uh, entitled Don't Forget Query Results Are Also Arrays. Uh, and specifically, he's calling out how you can look at more than just the current row in a query um, using an array syntax after the column. And he gives an example of how he uses that. So, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty cool, um, pretty cool thing to re remember. I mean, the one thing I always remember is that when you try and loop through it, it's not very pretty though, is it? So if you want to serialize it and everything, you get some pretty ugly serialization, but <laughs> yeah, array notation for accessing the different rows and everything is, is definitely useful. Uh, this next blog post was one that uh, I really appreciated having done some performance tuning as well. It is on the CF Wheels website, debugging plugin performance in CF Wheels 2.x with Fusion Reactor. So yeah. uh, they talk about a, uh, they released this uh, new plugin architecture and they were getting some performance issues and using Fusion Reactor and their uh, line debugging information, they were able to see which calls were taking the longest amount of time. Yeah. So obviously we don't use CF wheels, but the, what they're talking about and showing is a, you know, applicable across platforms, frameworks, etc. So very interesting. So I know you dove into a little bit and everything and yeah, pretty interesting. So I know that Brett says some of this stuff is basically how the code coverage works too, right? Uh, correct. It is, it's the same, um, it's the same underlying part of Fusion Reactor for code coverage. We don't care how long it took. Um, Just but what ran. here you can <laughs> using one of their. Uh, this is one of the integral or Fusion Reactor repos. You can see the average time, the number of times it was called, the total time it took. So you can see a lot of information there. 
And uh, again, shout out to Fusion Reactor for being awesome like that. But also, they uh, gave a temporary license to CF Wheels to be able to debug this. So thank you, Fusion Reactor, for supporting open source. Yeah, very cool. Okay, next we have another one from Benny Dell. And here's a picture with Gert. But uh, annotating image <laughs> using, uh, you know, image point using graphics magic. And so one of the cool things I've noticed lately is he's been adding a lot of little videos too with his blog post. So for those of you that don't like reading, <laughs> you can watch the video and still get a good, good amount of uh, information out of it. Um, but yeah, and he also does here mention he is a new, uh, you know, a bit of a novice. So, uh, you know, basically use it as an exploration, not the way to do things. Um, but a lot of code as usual. Um, but you know, you gotta show the dog. So, but basically works with some, uh, you know, annotations and everything and how it works pretty nicely. So again, if you guys are using image magic or graphics magic, or you need something, uh, you see a lot of great stuff in there. Okay. So this was pretty interesting. So James Moberg actually tweeted, he was talking about a new, uh, VS code extension, um, called web and I guess uh, it's really good for HTML hints and tips. And so if you have that installed, it works great, except it doesn't work on ColdFusion, uh, you know, layouts and whatnot. So he was tweeting back and forth with um, someone, uh, the basically the maintainer about it. And so they said, well, you know, throw us an issue. So he's filed an issue for it there just to be able to, you know, work with any extension. Because a lot of, you know, programming languages still output HTML. It doesn't have to be an HTM or HTML extension for it to be valid. So, so yeah, so he's got a an issue there. So if you guys check out the show notes, you can go maybe vote or make a comment. But uh, I definitely think it would be a good, uh, yeah, a good little addition to everything we have. So... Yeah, one thing I liked about the web hint platform is uh, it gave you a lot of accessibility hints. So mm -hmm. telling you when, like, I forgot an alt on an image or, hey, you made this div clickable, but um, you didn't add the right rules to it. So it's not visible to screen readers, things like that. So Ooh, even better, yeah. Things I that things that we often forget as we're we're building our apps. Well, yes, it's even more important then because yeah, accessible accessibility is important and it's something that we often overlook. So yeah, definitely a big a big plus for that one. So go check that out there. All right. The then, next uh, blog we have is uh, Pete Freitag. Do you, do you UTF eight? It's easier <laughs> than you think. I so this one is in a very <laughs> special place to my heart because I love emoji. And you probably have seen some uh, apps that don't let you put emoji in them. And it usually has to do with their database. So Pete here is talking about MySQL and about how to, um, he gives a little bit of background on UTF-8 about um, it specifically with MySQL and how you can get emoji support in your MySQL databases. Um, it is easy to start out, I will say, if you have to convert an existing database, it becomes more difficult, but possible. So just yep. start with emoji support. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's a good background because some people don't know why it doesn't work. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, I know that yeah, we've, we've had a few databases we've had to convert over time. So 
definitely start with that. I mean, it should be, I don't know why they don't just default to a, a better encoding, but I guess it'll depends think, on your tool. I think Pete's uh, article asked that question too. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, one of the tools I use always tries to put it in like some, you know, like a Latin format or something weird or Swedish, Swedish <laughs> CI. And I'm like, why? <laughs> but I guess that's what happens when you use, you know, certain tools. They just, they do what they do. So, yeah, I'm sure there's a reason, you know, back in the day why it was set that way. And then defaults just carry over. Yeah. So the next one's kind of fun. So um, <laughs> talking of state of the union uh, survey. So uh, apparently this is amusing. <laughs> so you're talking about what type of development environment you have. And they say it's shared development database server, but they were finding it amusing that the development I put on production, <laughs> which we all laugh, but uh, sad to say, that's just still the way of life for a lot of people. <laughs> so, yeah, but I'm glad you found it amusing, Jay. Uh, <laughs> uh, the next two tweets were kind of interesting. Uh, started with uh, it's Ben Nadal, and then the reply to his is uh, he found a an ocean-powered search engine, which if that doesn't make any sense to you, you should come check out this tweet because they explain it. Yep. Um, and the person that replied mentioned that in addition to being powered by um, hydropower, you know, that's the ocean-powered part, it's also powered 100% by Lucy. So here's a search engine if you are uh, more privacy-minded and you want to support this environment cause. And Lucy, check out... Uh, What's the search engine name? Help me out. Ikuru. Yeah. So E-K-O-R-U. Yeah, the org. But yeah, so basically, um, yeah, they have a policy where the the IP or the query text doesn't touch their hard disks, uh, all in memory transactions and everything. But yeah, running on Lucy, and every search you do cleans the oceans. So pretty interesting. So it's all hydroelectric, and they do a lot of cleaning at the same time. So pretty dang cool and that was not what i was expecting when i was reading twitter yeah <laughs> that's kind of out of nowhere it's just pretty interesting okay so we got more benny dell um so part of the fun of just showing ben's you know as we get to see all the cool pictures he's got <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so he also talks about getting image width and height using graphics magic so that's pretty a pretty standard function in most tools there um but there's all sorts of different formatting here too so you can when you get the the format of an image you can get file size comments directories file name extensions height input file name all sorts of different things there's a lot of different things you can get so uh, a lot of great information can come out of it so Again, image uh, graphics magic. I keep saying image magic because I used to use that way <laughs> back when. Because um, I used to use CF Image DLL on Windows, but when we had to do some stuff on Linux back in the day before CF Image even existed uh, inside the engine, we had to do some weird stuff. With image magic. You'd just see if execute and then just keep looking for the file to see if it was there yet. If it was finished, it was really weird uh, <laughs> process. So glad things improved. Yeah. Uh, next blog is uh, more video than the blog, but there's a blog post that goes along with it. It's from Matt Clemente, and it's about getting started with command box custom commands. So this is where in command box you can type, you know, all those fun little namespace, cold box create app, test box run, all that. Matt goes into how to create one from scratch and including the nested commands 
or namespace commands. So it's a it was a great watch. Uh, I highly recommend you check it out on his website blog.mattclemente.com. Yep, for sure. I know Brad was all excited when he saw this. I think we mentioned it briefly. This video just came out right before last week, but I wanted to remind you of the blog post and find out more about it. Leave your comments there. Okay, so we also had a tweet um, from Aubrey Fletcher. Um, basically was working with Exorcism. So we know we've mentioned Code Wars a lot lately as a good tool to get started and test and play with and everything, but Brad Wood actually spent a lot of time on the Exorcism um, platform, setting up a whole bunch of ColdFusion learning, uh, basically examples and everything. So Exorcism is sort of a whole process where you work on things, but you work on it locally. So if you wanted, you know, you've done some code wars and you want to get moving to the next step, Exorcism basically has you run those tasks locally and, and sort of complete them all using like command box or whatnot. And then you submit the, your answers back. So it's a pretty interesting setup. And Brad went and did quite a lot of work on that and got it set up. So, uh, if you wanted some more, more puzzles or some more teaching, um, you know, check out the Exorcism platform. It's Exorcism IO, um, but Brad has some there. So thanks for that shout out, Aubrey. And then uh, the next one is from Gray Disman. And this is pretty funny too, because um, we're talking about how Calvin Staden was on the homepage of the, the portal. We'll see if he's still there. Yep, there he is. <laughs> So Adobe Confusion certified professional. So that's from the, the Vegas um, event. So he was certified out there and they everyone got the nice little photo with their certificate and everything. So now he's extra famous. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty funny because Gray was like, I hope it's not just randomly pulled and it's <laughs> same for everybody. <laughs> but yeah, so you look, he's finally famous. Okay, so that wraps up our tweets, blogs, and videos of the week. Uh, we had quite a few this week, so yeah. So yeah, next on the list we have is the coding challenge. So I've actually spent a bit of time going through this, fixing it up. So I think <laughs> it's ready to be to be run. So I'm gonna go through it and add all the the workflow for doing pull requests, so you guys can actually submit your answers, but. The idea is we should be able to go and basically pull it down from ForgeBox, go to your models folder, and in the CFML challenge, add a, a function for your reverse string and basically get your test to pass, and then you've completed it. And then we'll actually allow you to submit that pull request for that the, your model file back, and it'll run the test against our test and see if it passed. So, um, so yeah, so we're getting getting pretty close there. So if anyone wants to jump in it, they can already. But next week, I'm going to actually do a little walkthrough on on the podcast so you guys can see it in action, so you can you know get a head start. Okay, find a job. Yeah, we we have one new job this week. It's a full time position for an application developer, Cold Fusion at Arlington, Virginia. Uh, posted on March 9th. Yep. And then you still can find, you know, over 30 positions on the getcfmljobs.com site. Very grateful for that resource. Yep. Very cool. So if you guys uh, are looking for something, definitely check that out. If you guys have a posting you'd like to share, let us know and we can add it to our show notes as well. Okay. So Fordbox 
module of the week. So once we have Eric here, we usually want to let him talk about one of his bazillion modules. I'm trying to catch you. I've got a few that I've done lately too, but I'm nowhere near your level. <laughs> bazillion. Yep. All right. The the one I, I chose this week is redirect back. Um, it's very simple. It came from the use case of I was submitting the form in a, a cold box app and there were some validation errors and I wanted it to go back to the page it came from. And I didn't want to have to figure out what that page was. I just wanted it to go back. So that's where this module came from. Uh, every time you make a request, at the end of the request, it will cache the page that you are visiting, um, as long as it's not like an Ajax request. And then if you do call the redirect back, it will use that as the event. So other than that, it looks just like the relocate function call. You can pass in any of those things. Um, but yeah, it just makes it look a little bit nicer in your code. And it, especially if you have uh, form, multiple forms submitting to the same place, it lets you send them back to where they came from instead of having to like pass that in as a form field or something like that. So. Yep. Again, a simple module, but just does something that you do over and over yourself again all the time. So add the module and don't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. So now visual code hints, tips, tricks of the week. So uh, this one was an interesting one. It's pretty new. It's got only got 345 installs, but uh, looks pretty neat. About five stars. Yeah, five stars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I found this uh, on Twitter this week. It's a it's called Code Tour, and the idea is you can start recording, and what it will record is the file you open and any comments that you put in there. Um, so, you know, if you click around a bunch and you're trying to find it, it won't record that. But once you add a comment uh, as part of the tour, it would jump in there, it would show your comment, and it's a way to explain your code base um, interactively that someone can play back instead of, you know, needing to um, sit down or record a video or something like that. So, yeah. And so I got the my screen share up for those who are watching, and you can see they got the little, you know, animated gif like everyone does these days but sort of shows you walking through and, and saving these little code tours and then you can basically go and play it and so it keeps them in the on the left hand side you can click play and it will basically step through them uh, one by one so when you close them off you go to the next one so it's kind of interesting um so yeah pretty cool yeah, I, think. I believe it just saves it as a json file you can commit it to your repo see changes so it's a nice way to get somebody familiar with your code base. Yeah, and then you can obviously have multiple tours and these different steps and everything. And so the documentation here uh, works pretty good. Talking about how to navigate one, how to create one, etc. So pretty neat. Yeah. Okay. So that takes us to our Patreon supporters. So thanks everybody who are supporting us via patreon if you'd like to learn more about it go to patreon.com slash order solutions you can see all of our interesting packages we got lots of small ones all the way through the big ones if your company's looking to support all of our open source work but again our, our first goal is to cover the podcast costs and so we're about almost 40 percent of the way there so some some more support would be great uh, especially if you're liking all the the content about the podcasts and, and everything else we do 
but uh, also once we've reached that mark, the the Patreon support will go on to support things like Command Box, Forge Box, Cold Box, Content Box, Text Text Box, and what hundred million modules we have out there. Gazillion. Gazillion. I believe was the number. We oh, used. that's your, oh, sorry. So a gazillion plus two since you've done most of them. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So thanks everybody. Um, we do have a, a pretty big list here. I think it's my turn to read them because you think you read them last time. So. Thank you, Andrew Davis, Brian White, Calvin Stedden, Dali, Dan Card, Daniel Garcia, David Ballinger, Tadeus Nikki, Don Bellamy, Eric Hoffman, Gary Knight, Jan Yannick, Jeremy Adams, John Farrar, Jordan Clark, Joseph Lamery, Laxmar Tudahadi, Matthew Clemente, Mingo Hagen, who's our newest supporter, Richard Herbert, Samuel Knowlton, Scott Steinbeck, BJ Andrew Gish, Matthew. So I really uh, appreciate all you guys' support, uh, whether it's big or small, it all does help. So thank you. And if you go to autosolutions.com slash about dash us slash sponsors, you can see that page including a few special sponsors too. I know there's a, a few that go above and beyond and uh, so they're spotlighted there as well. So thank you everybody. So that brings us to the end of this week's episode. So thank you everybody for tuning in. Uh, we got hopefully a lot of good content coming next week as well. Hopefully some good news as well. So hopefully yes. everything, you know, gets under control soon and hopefully everyone is safe and healthy wherever you are. Yes. Thank you everyone. Have a great one. Bye. See ya. Show notes for this episode can be found at cfmlnews.modernizeordie.io, where you can also subscribe to your favorite podcast player like Spotify or iTunes. We also have the link to YouTube to find more videos just like this. The music used in this podcast is under a royalty-free license from Sound.com and Bluetree Audio.